everyone and welcome back to another episode of Full Kit Banter, episode 12 of season 2. Um, lots of great action this weekend after we missed out due to the international break. Great to have BK back with us and of course I'm joined once again by Sash and Nate. But before we get into the football, just a little reminder to follow us on our socials, you know, drop DMs to let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear. And of course, uh, we already promoted it last week, but uh, our man Sash did a standalone episode um, talking about the ethics behind Newcastle's takeover or sort of people overplaying the ethics card. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to give that a listen. So yeah, back to this week's episode and we're going to kick things off with Premier League leaders Chelsea. Um, N- newly, kind of an interesting newly appointed game. Premier League leaders Chelsea. You got to... Why you, say you guys? You guys were leading last week as well. No, yeah, Wait, you guys we? were top last week. Yeah, I mean if Liverpool won Wasn't and Chelsea won. I thought Liverpool top, were leading last top. week. No lah, we drew with City. Oh yeah, get your facts straight, man. <laughs> Are you Damn even it. a real fan? <laughs> Are you finally oh, yeah, maybe I've been overestimating Liverpool a little bit too much. I mean, you guys did ship three goals against the team that we. We, we beat I mean you guys could have shipped 5 <laughs> <laughs> But we didn't It's yeah, kind of like uh, because Did we die one Did we die more <laughs> But did you yeah. Fair enough um, So yeah Let's get into that game man I caught bits of it mm. Thoroughly entertaining um, For, for, for you For sweating. anyone that's a non-Chelsea I fan That's thoroughly I was, entertaining I, I didn't text you during the game But I was just thinking <laughs> like, Oh man My guy must be Like Dude my swapped, my like, ass, Sweating bullets My yeah. ass was clenching <laughs> Swap city, dude. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, like um, I I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but I kind of felt more nervous for that game than when I was watching the Champions League final against Man City. I don't remember, like, just to repeat myself, my ass cheeks clenching that hard, and when we finally got the W. Oh damn! You you should have seen me, and I was sweating. I wasn't even kidding because like the weather's <laughs> hot. I was re- I, I took a shower like at halftime and I came out and I was perspiring again. It was absolutely dreadful for all Chelsea fans who watch it because I had to hold my hands up and say that Brentford deserved the point. Like you know, actually they deserved mm. to win based on the amount of chances they had in the second half. But to say that Brentford dominated the whole game is kind of an overstatement because for the first sixty minutes Chelsea were in full control. It was up to I, and you gotta credit Thomas Frankman, the Brentford manager. He made the right changes. And I kind of felt that it was a throwback to, you know, 2009 or was it 2008 when Stoke City came to town and uh, Rory Delap introduced. I'm sure BK, us to, yeah. BK is well aware of Stoke City. Yeah, 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 yeah to his, his famous long throws. Yeah. And when I saw Matthias Jorgensen or Zenka for short, like just. he. He was he was given the the towel so like once once I saw the towel at play I was like oh <laughs> yeah. sh- oh, oh crap man it's it's Stoke City football again and we should have done a meme about like you know the Toby Maguire meme with the uh-huh. glasses we should have done like a Zanka and Rory for <laughs> that one maybe in the future yeah but I can understand why you know Arsenal took an L and and you guys Liverpool shipped three goals against Brentford because they were so physical in how they played oh, and it didn't no. really. Ha- yeah, it oh, didn't really help that um, two of our best uh, centre-backs, uh, Antonio Rudiger and Thiago Silva, they were not available for the game. And 
uh, we had to trust uh, Malangsa and who was making his debut for Chelsea, mm. if I'm not wrong, and uh, Chaloba. Chaloba, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, three youngsters who have not played with each other before in in under pretty difficult circumstances because uh, Ivan Tony, like he he doesn't look like he's seven foot, but he's extremely good in the air, and Embremo, man, like. This guy's so underrated. I don't know how he didn't score. I I think he was pretty unlucky. Or the other flip side is you could say that he's a bad finisher. But one hundred percent, if I and we're gonna come to to the man of the moment uh, in a second. But yeah, definitely should have scored. I don't know. Like like okay, we're just gonna talk about Mandy. He's the reason why Chelsea didn't. Concede at all And it's not just Some this game stupid saves man Like ridiculous saves Yeah especially the one where I think it was The, the, the bicycle minute. kick Yeah the bicycle oh. kick Point bang range I don't know like, Mendy has long arms I know he's, Yeah But For being such a huge keeper right He's Absolutely quick In his reflexes uh, And help, it helps that You know he's uh, Anatomically wise He has long arms but yeah, without without Mandy between the sticks, uh, if it was um if it was Kappa or any other goalkeeper, I think you know we would have gotten away with an L and not a W. And I just gotta say, man, the events that transpired in that game, you gotta admit, man, like on current form, on current form, okay, Mandy's the best keeper in the Premier League, man. He's clear, clear of that fraud, Allison. He's clear of David De Gea. He has, I don't know, he has saved Chelsea more points than, you know, Edison has. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really such a hot take anymore. I think it's kind of fair to say that right now, at this current moment, he's the best keeper in the Premier League. And I don't really know how he isn't or wasn't nominated for, you know, the Ballon d'Or shortlist. It's a crime against football. Wait, who is on the list? Uh, not Edu Mendy la. I mean that's the point I'm trying to make <laughs> <laughs> but that makes no sense he yeah, won I, I don't know. like that's mm-hmm. crazy yeah and, actually yeah, and to no think sense. that he's not even in the reckoning to be you know the uh, FIFA World 11 of the year in terms of club football it's it's a crime la. basically a crime against football campaign against Chelsea just to bring back you know tr- throw back the years from uh Jose Mourinho like his famous statement about Chelsea and and to be fair you know I highlighted to you guys about Anthony Taylor being the referee of the match but he was actually working for us (laughs) during the game like I couldn't believe how many free kicks were given against Brentford that should have been given in favour of them and uh, I think Chaloba was kind of lucky that Tony was slightly offside because if you guys didn't watch it uh, Tony was free and Chaloba just kind of pulled him down but because Tony was already in outside position if he wasn't it, w- it would have been a clear penalty mm-hmm. and yeah um, the outcome might have been different you guys yeah you guys definitely wrote your luck but mm-hmm. on the flip side you do need that luck in a title run in um, yeah. I-, I guess my question to you would be it's not the first time we've seen Chelsea kind of struggle a bit to get service up front so do you, do you think it's kind of something that will be re- rectified on its own or do you see a potential problem that Tuchel needs to sort out ASAP? Yeah, um, 
the thing is that you can look at it both ways. Uh, if Lukaku isn't scoring, there's usually someone else on the who, who from the other eleven or rather the other ten outfield players that usually carries the burden. And this time it's Chilwell. For the previous occasion, it was uh, against Southampton. It was the Werner who yeah I know that Chelsea scored three goals but Werner scored the all important mm. goal that uh, kept Chelsea in front yeah and I understand right now it's pretty clear for everyone to see that Chelsea they have this creativity this service to Lukaku little blip and in order for Chelsea to mount a proper huh, mount yeah. uh, no pun intended <laughs> but to mount a proper title challenge we do need to improve that service to Lukaku and I, it's it goes both ways because Lukaku he, especially in the South Anton game he has had chances but he didn't put them away like Allah. That that's not the real Lukaku, right? That the the version of Lukaku that we're that we're seeing right now is the Congolese Kenvin Jones version, but anyway, the the next match they're gonna play, other than the Champions yeah, League one, the is the one against three, Norwich yeah. and what better way to. You know, get back on track. You know, put some goals, uh, score some goals again. And you know, I know it's just Norwich, but you gotta play what's in front of you, right? And if Lukaku does not score against Norwich, you know, we're gonna have to sit down the and, inquest and, and, and talk. Will begin. Yeah, we're gonna have to seriously discuss on whether he's back in terms <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another. Before we move on from Chelsea, I wanted to bring up another player who is kind of... He's followed in the footsteps of someone who he's actually displaced. I'm talking about Ben Chilwell. Seemingly frozen out at the start of the season, but he's now scored twice in the last two starts for Chelsea. So who is the designated fullback? Or is it? do you think Tuchel's going to be playing both of them regularly? Oh, it's actually 3-3 three three for club and country. He, he also scored for England during uh, international duty... Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, right now, it it seems like Chuel and Alonso are taking turns to to actually take the opportunity to be Chelsea's uh, starting number one. Back. Yeah. And and I welcome this competition. You no, know, it's nice mm. to see. It's kind of like when you know Luke Shaw who wasn't performing that well and United signed Teles, and it was kind of a kick up the backside that Luke Shaw needed. So, but for me, I feel that. Chilwell has always been Chelsea's number one left back, but we, um, I think it's it's a combination of yeah, it's it's well documented that he had um some mental health issues. I don't know the severity of that, and because Alonso didn't travel with the Spain squad for the Euros and he was better prepared, so and Tuchel is a manager that plays, he he doesn't really care about your reputation. He cares about you know how you perform in training, whether your attitude is right. He'll play you based on merit and based on what he sees when he takes uh, the guys out for training. So right now on current form, I think Chilwell is indispensable. But because the left wing back or both wing back positions that uh, that Chelsea like to deploy, they require a lot of energy, you know, running back and forth. So we could see a fair bit of rotation. Maybe, you know, you could see Chilwell play in the Premier League games, Alonso play in the 
sorry, Chiwell playing in the Premier League games and Alonso playing in the Champions League games and maybe the cup competitions. But if you're going to talk strictly uh, fantasy Premier League-wise, you you got to oh, yeah. see who starts uh, this week in the Champions League. So it's a pretty good indication on who will play on the weekend. Yeah, so that's just my thoughts, but... Fair, fair play to anyone who put in <laughs> Showell into yeah, their team, play. by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a ballsy move. Yeah. But yeah, with that, um, good point for Chelsea when, you know, the deck was stacked against them for a good 30 minutes. Yeah, Back sorry, just to interject table. in. Yeah, um, yeah. Brentford, if, you play, if any teams play Brentford away, man, basically playing them at their home, it's, it's not an easy three points, man. Like, it's, they've, they've played... Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea and they've really given a very good account of themselves against this uh air quote big teams. So um yeah, it's they kind of remind me of a little bit of uh Sheffield United when they were good, mixed with <laughs> a little bit of Leeds United in terms of how they how much they pressure you, you know, how much they're willing to go toe to toe, be in your face. They're not afraid That's to mix it up and get physical. Uh, yeah, I've never seen as much kind of penalty penalty box pinball mm. than I have in a while in that game. It was crazy. Like, the number of loose balls. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's just a mystery how Brentford didn't at least score one. But, yeah. Um, if, if that's it on Chelsea, I'd like to move on to... Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of going to be a bigger segment, but we're going to be including the Liverpool-Watford game as well as Leicester-Man United with the lead-up to our preview for next week's Man United against Liverpool match and two very contrasting results. First off with Liverpool, I think there were a few people, myself included, who thought Watford would put up more of a fight because, you know, the last time we saw these two sides play each other in the Premier League, Watford, you know, spanked us. It was 3-0 at Vicarage Road. Um, Their chief tormentor was Ismail Assar, who was starting against us on Saturday. Unfortunately for him, Watford didn't get the memo that the game was going on because they were dreadful, man. They didn't show up. Uh, Ranieri's first game, I think that was the opposite effect of the new manager bounce. I think a lot of players were confused as to what the game plan was. And at the end of the day, you, you can, you know, this is just my take on it. I thought they made it very, very easy for us. Yeah, if Liverpool went in halftime without being more than a goal up, it would have been so... I mean, Watford would have counted them, their lucky stars because yeah. they didn't show any heart, any desire. Which was strange because everyone expected the pretty much cliche term of a new manager bounce. Mm-hmm. And I think Ranieri just got them set up wrongly in a 4-4-2. I mean, I think both of us, we predicted that he would set up Sa- in his favourite 4 4 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we've signed he, he kind of did. He, 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 they were just pretty much doing like the pump it to Sa and hope <laughs> for the best. But that, yeah, you, you against Van Dijk and Matip in the form they're in, he was never going to get a sniff. And I think the one chance that Watford had, uh, our stand-in keeper Kelleher made a really good save, which um, it's nice to see, you know, it's nice to see your backup keeper doing well. But um, I digress a little bit. Uh, we have to talk about like we talked about Chelsea kind of having a bit of issues up front. At the moment, Liverpool and Mo Salah in particular look unplayable. Like this guy is, you know, I'm <laughs> sick. Like I've heard one season wonder way too many times. At this point, it's just kind of a meme. Dude has been a one season wonder for for four like seasons. four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 
back back to that Salah goal against Watford, I feel that he's trying to do he's trying to make the whole goal com goal competition. I'm sorry, uh, goal of the month, just a compilation of his goals. Like every week, he does something that is just Out you just can't world, put. Yeah. yeah, you just can't describe it. It's just just crazy. Like like we did say, uh, we did call it you know a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago that he looks different. He he's he's not just a guy that um yeah we we can say that oh you know, he's he's just a guy that scores goals and all that but this season you can see that he's improved his the creative side of it his game like dramatically that that pass to Mane was I was oh. talking to Nate about that mm-hmm. uh before we started recording like the the audacity to pull off that pass credit to Mane for the finish wasn't easy as well but just. It just shows you what kind of confidence this guy is playing at right now. Um, the the irony of that is Mane finished the more difficult of the two chances that he had. I mean, yeah, the typical Mane. It's classic kind of ex- Mane. You kind of expect him to miss a sitter yeah. every game now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> a little bit re- reminiscent of a bit of Adebayo. I'm not sure if BK will agree with me, but my guy Adebayo needed like four chances. But mm-hmm. he'd always get his goal, but he'd miss like two or three in a match. But... Yeah, anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, Watford were like abject. I thought Liverpool um, did what they had to do. I'm really happy for Firmino. Not only in the fact that he got three goals, but they were all sort of tap-ins, <laughs> you know. And for so long, we, everyone has been crying out, myself included, that Firmino doesn't score enough, you know. He's not predatory enough in front of goal. Um, but I mean, three tap-ins, I'm, I'm delighted, like... There you go, man. Firmino, hat-trick. Uh, I couldn't have asked for anything more in that match. Yeah. Um, Salah, individually brilliant as usual. I mean, he kind of gives this performance like... Okay, we, we all know that his contract is... Or rather, the extension of his contract is being talked about because he deserves to be paid more than what he is currently being paid oh, right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But whether the rumoured figures are what he actually wants I think that's still a bit well what is the rumoured figure the rumoured figure was something like 350 a week which Dude, for Liverpool it, is Aubameyang like Aubameyang is insane. being paid 350 a week so why can't Salah be but paid but Liverpool <laughs> Liverpool are broke dude didn't you guys let Wijnaldum go and he was on like 100 over K a week just use that money and pay Salah whatever he wants uh. Dude, you gotta. I'm not gotta sure that's how it works, sir. Uh. No, no, but no, is, no. This is why I, I agree with you. That. They, they, a compromise needs to be found. Like, oh, this is why I've been saying the FSG are sus, man. They're just the crown case, but with better PR. You you don't see <laughs> it now, but you give it a few years. But wait, like, wait. But Sash, the the problem with that, right, is if Salah gets three fifty, uh huh, then my guy like Van Dyke is gonna come out and say like, yo, uh, I think I deserve to be paid three hundred or at least what more is getting paid, and then other quality players like Mane start coming out so it's not as straightforward as giving one guy mm-hmm. his contract that's exactly what Man United did yeah I they guess the problem is that they have too contract. many stars on, on board as well exactly and you know I think mode will we will come to an agreement but um, it's definitely not as cut and dry la, yeah, as, but I, as I have games like FIFA and foot would have <laughs> and uh, FM would have yeah but I have another outlook on this but I, I think we can do a stand of our famous standalone segment <laughs> fraudulent owners that you know fraudulent up and coming owners basically but uh 
since this is not the topic and we are talking about you know Salah's individual brilliance but I mean go, going since, since we're gonna change topic right since we're mm. on the topic of individual brilliance a team that has been heavily reliant on individual brilliance by the players right now uh, Manchester United uh, <laughs> lost 4-2 to Leicester so already deserved I have no idea why. I don't know why you started with like individual brilliance and I was yeah, like, because oh, no, are we going to talk about Ole? Like, Ole for his individual brilliance. Uh, yeah, individual I was just, just building up. I was just building up to it because <laughs> I, mean, I mean, might as well just bring Nathan, you know, our United correspondent into this. Uh, Nathan left the chat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> United's go so far, right? Have been based on or have been due to individual brilliance like that. That Greenwood goal, man, that's... It's it's just out of the blue. Individual brilliance again by Greenwood. Yep. That Rashford equaliser, you know, before everything fell apart for them. Also a long ball from Lindelof and a great finish by Rashford. But throughout the he entire game, He really needed game, that, right? yeah. He just came mm. back from... Yeah, a, he he from loves a, to score against Leicester. Injury. It's like, yeah, he just loves to score against Leicester. But throughout the entire game, right, I felt that Leicester were the better team throughout. They sh- the whole team from top to bottom they knew looked like they knew what they were doing credit to Rogers for switching it up uh, lining with a back three and Evans coming back to sort of organise the whole defence so he made Soyuncu look so much better Soyuncu listens to FKB yeah <laughs> man I swear for, for, for the, lis- for the listeners out, yeah. who didn't know what happened like Pascal was just casting a FKB spell on, uh, on live on the match uh, he was off, we were offline and then he just commented that uh, Soyuncu was such a fraud and then the next thing you know he scores a goal it's also yeah, uh, no, no. no it was I, I know I said I said he broke the curse but in actuality he just mm. kept the curse going no, uh, it, it was my yeah it was my bro that actually nominated him on, on fraud watch and that was know, last week yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Know two weeks ago how, yeah. how that happens when you know yeah so and then Pascal's yeah, yeah, crazy point. prediction um, of uh, <laughs> Jamie Vardy scoring. <laughs> and then yeah, Jamie dude. Vardy scores. I took like a... I mean, this is a quick segue. Like one of our famous FKB quick segues. I took like a multiplier on Vardy to score, Sadio Mane to score. And the third one was actually the easiest one to hit. It was either Lukaku or Ivan Tony, But then... Neither. The gods, the football gods decided not to do it. So... It is what it is, but... <laughs> the ball is round. <laughs> the ball is round, yeah, man. Um, a lot of good goals in that United game. Speaking mm-hmm. of Vardy, like, his goal... His, I don't think people understand just how difficult that finish was. And also against the run of play, man. Um, just when you think United are going to pull off a daring last gasp away win again. They, they've tended they've tend to do that, like, recently quite often. But then Leicester just go down the other side... Vardy scores an absolute peach which I mean I'm going to direct this to Nate must have been so frustrating because you guys found yourselves back into a game which looked to be slipping away and then it's just almost like a lack of concentration you know what do you think it boiled down to Mm, I think Leicester I think some of the points that you guys mentioned was were good I think like Evans back in the team really helped we've been talking about Leicester about how what their their weakest link has been is in their defense and especially the center back partnership since Fofana has been out. Um, Evans coming back really does help shore up 
and create a bit of stability. And I feel like um, the King Power having their fans back, that was actually uh, a, a good kind of motivation for the Leicester team because after um, United equalized, you would think that for most teams, their hits will start to drop a little bit. You'll be like, okay, it's time to damage limitation. United always do this in the second half. Uh, they're going to mount a comeback. Uh, let's try to wear, uh, weather out the storm. But instead, straight off the bat, they're like, they're motivated by their by their fans. They're like, okay, we're gonna just go for this. Switch it out to the left. And to be honest, like I thought, um, it was good refereeing because uh, Wan Bissaka took out their player on the left side. Uh, I'm not too sure who it was. Um, and then uh, the ball kept in play, and then that's how it got worked into um Vardy in the end. So. I mean, that was good refereeing to, to keep the game going. And I think overall, Leicester deserved it because they were working harder. They they pressed better. And I think United... Mm, w- w- I wouldn't say they had the worst of games, but they didn't match the intensity of Leicester. So at times when, I guess, uh, they had possession, they, they did manage to create some chances, which we saw with the goals that they did score. Um, and I think the only kind of positives that I could see from this was that um, despite Varane being um, injured and not um, taking part in the game, Lindelof is the is starting to turn out to really look like the better uh, partner. Uh, though mm, they, they, I, I agree. think, I mean, it comes down to Ole again. He hasn't really worked on that partnership between Lindelof and Varane because uh, Maguire is the captain and all, but. Um, I mean, Maguire had a, a a terrible game, and um, you could almost say he wanted to to give his old team a hand in the first goal. Uh, that <laughs> was that was tough, tough to watch. And um, yeah, but it was just a moment of uh, uh yeah, misfocus. Uh, and and I think yeah, Lindelof's ball to to Rashford. That and he's it's not the first time he's done that kind of ball. You know, he's he's starting to to kind of like. Him and Van Dijk have this kind of eye for hitting that that really long, ov- over the top ball to the strikers. Uh, so, I think, um, it's it's hard actually to to really look at this United team and and try to f- see them as a cohesive unit because they don't look like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some good, um, I guess, partnerships that you can kind of see. Um, and but yes, overall, oh, it's tough. I was going to say the best partnership would be Van Der Beek and the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Van Der Beek's going to start against Liverpool next week and like top bins, man. And then no. get benched. And then get benched. <laughs> <laughs> Van Der Beek's <laughs> probably going to has a, has a better chance of starting for Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, let's Nate, be honest Nate, at this yeah, point. I gotta, gotta say something, man. Uh, so, okay. The, the <laughs> defeat to Leicester damaging your title hopes uh, do you think it's time for you to face the uh, hard hitting home truth that Ole's time is done oh, because you I can't really blame McFred now because neither of them started you guys got the midfield partnership that y'all were clamoring for the Pogba Matic partnership and I felt that Matic he was he was okay for the first half, half but yeah, for the first second half. half he just he he looks like he is every bit of his age right now. His his legs have gone. He was pretty poor. Um, I, I, you I guys mean, look 
Mm-hmm. They did call for DM and you know we, we talked about this and then they just ended up with the whole Ronaldo situation. So yeah, will they address this issue in the January transfer? They better, uh, you know. That's like probably the one thing that at this point, if they don't, uh, that could be his second point. Yeah, as yeah well, also, yeah, also gotta gotta pick on Ole a bit more because that's what I like to do. Uh. <laughs> Mo- no, yeah, I know everyone is blaming Maguire for that <laughs> for that first goal, right? Yeah. But he clearly wasn't fit. Even he himself admitted that he no, it wasn't him. I think someone someone in the United camp said that he yeah Maguire is physically fit, but in terms of being game fit, he's cl- he was clearly not because he just recovered and a day after it was they were supposed to play Leicester and Ole. Instead of looking to the bench, you know, bring in Bai on, he just threw Maguire on. Yeah, I understand that he's the captain and all. He's the guy that you look to for leadership. But it clearly did not... It, it clearly affected him badly uh, in the lesser game. Like, the first goal he gave away, probably mentally not that sharp to sense the danger because he's been injured for a little bit. And the mm. fourth goal that y'all considered, the one where he just switched off and Daka just basically tapped it in. Yeah, I think Do you think point. that Bailly would have been a better choice to pair with Lindelof? Because I know that you guys are really threadbare in the centre-back position right now. Varin, your, I would say your best and most experienced defender is out. Maguire yeah, is half I thought Lindelof has been faring not too shabbily. Yeah, but um, in terms of partnership. Like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think... Bad I think choice... They could have. They always should have definitely at least tried by because by is in in at well I wouldn't say he's in good form because he hasn't had any game time but he's probably very fit. He hasn't mm-hmm. had any injuries for a while because he's just been rested all this time since his last injury. He is quite injury prone. Uh, that's something mm-hmm. that that is an issue. But uh, currently, right now, I would think the only issue would be at the back of it uh, of all his money is that he hasn't had a game yet. Maybe he's trying to wait for some cup games to give him a bit of a run in the team. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's the only kind of excuse I can give besides the fact that if you are looking at the game and as it's going on, you can see uh, Maguire starting to deteriorate. Uh, you know, he's starting to, to slow down. He's starting to lose focus. At that point, you have to look at your bench. And I think, I think again, this has been brought up multiple times. It's always um, for someone who used to excel with uh, coming off the bench as a substitute, he doesn't plan his substitutions very well. I felt that we should have brought on uh, a change to like uh, Lingard a lot uh. earlier because Lingard is the kind of player this that excels like in this game that can meet right. This is the yeah. third episode you called for Lingard to be subbed on, and Ole I mean, why does he only come on it? in the last ten minutes? Like, he he did well for that that um what game was it? Where's Sam? Uh, in the last 10 minutes. But you can't keep doing that all the time. I feel like he's trying to... He sees Lingard as himself. Super sub. Yeah, this right, is just a super sub and finish I think it. Lingard can do more because definitely Lingard will run. Lingard will press. And I feel like if you need some reprieve from an opponent who's pressing you that hard, you could bring on someone like that because um, Pogba's pressing is a bit slow. He, he, and Bruno's Bruno presses as well. But like, you know, like, I feel, I guess we could have used someone like Lingard a bit earlier. I would say Van der Beek, but I mean, that's just wishful thinking at this point. 
Yeah, Inter- but okay, we we we've seen evidence that McFred doesn't work. We've seen in the lesser game that Pogba McFred works. McFred works in some games. Uh, That's yeah. I actually thought McFred would be more useful for this game. Mm. In terms of like pace to pace to work ratio. No, but but imagine if Leicester lost with McFred in the team, right? Everyone would be okay. It's it's the problem is McFred. It's not Ole, but the the, the Leicester game clearly shows that even with Pogba and Matic on the field and McFred nowhere near, that there is still an issue in midfield and if yeah. Van der Beek doesn't get the look in for the Champions League and even for the upcoming uh, match against Liverpool I think someone should call I mean people are already calling Ole out for playing his favourites and not playing uh, not not lining up his, his, his team in a formation where it's based on merit it's like j- just to go back to um, a comparison with Tuko. Tuko doesn't really care about your reputation if, if you're doing well on training if, you, if he sees that you're doing well on the pitch I mean talk about Ruben Loftus-Cheek, man. The guy has been brought back from the dead. He looks, he looks good, man. He looks back to his twenty nineteen form. And mm. right now, currently in the midfield, right? If Van der Beek doesn't get a look in, he doesn't. If he doesn't even get minutes as a substitution, as a substitute for the uh, upcoming Champions League match that you guys have against Atalanta, I, I think it's it's probably gonna speed up. It's not. It's not gonna help Ole if he wants to keep his job. And the Ole outers are already. Getting louder voice. and louder <laughs> Yeah yeah. Slowly Like people are Who have been supporting Ole The Ole inners They are slowly be, like, You know They are slowly questioning themselves on. It must feel like right Groundhog guy. Day To yeah. an extent for United fans Yeah Because we've mm-hmm. seen this Ever since Ole has become A permanent United boss We've seen this Song and dance At least twice It's yeah. like a It's like a seasonal thing man Like uh. there will be the slump the the it's groans of discontent and then you guys will go on an the rise from the run. ashes <laughs> like Nate and I will just take turns to talk about our managers being exactly. on the pitch and box. I think it, 100% and I think that's a great topic for either a short episode like or a, a full length one about whether managers can truly dig themselves out of you know like a perceived media like hole because I mean for Ole right um that 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 insane run I, I mentioned like just a couple seconds ago, it never really felt like it was the team that was performing um over expectations. Sash brought up the fact that a lot of times it seems like United is being bailed out or successful due to individual performances. And I do agree. I, I he needs to find a way to to kind of get everyone on the same page because it, it feels like either the whole team is playing well or the whole team decides to take a day off. It, does that make sense? It, it's like yeah. no one really steps up to the plate when the rest of the team is faltering. I so think the, he needs, the that's something that he definitely interesting thing about out. the personnel that are in the United team is that uh, I get the impression that they don't Played like a tactical team in the sense that because it, it is very imbalanced. If if mm. if you look at um the way they've been shaped up, like and this is something that I think transitions nicely into not only the Liverpool match but also potentially the Champions League games because I think just the last not even last season. If you just want to look at this season purely, right, the last four games Man United have played in. They've never felt like they've been dominating, you know, regardless if they won the match or not. Like, you look at the Southampton game, they drew, um, it was 
pretty even. I think I think Southampton dominated maybe the first half. United came back strong in the second. The Wolves match, you guys won on paper, but that was as much as as big of like a, a false dawn as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the Everton and Villa games, of course, which there they didn't seem like to be any semblance of control. Not even so, in the West Ham one where we clinched at the death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think it's it's a big problem, and they need to figure out how to not just close out games, but just get a get a get a a firm grip on the match as a whole, especially in midfield. I I just feel like coming up against Liverpool, we love to play sides like how United are playing right now. You guys are like really open, makes for very exciting matches for the neutral like myself, but um. You're not I was neutral. talking to me. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're not a neutral. <laughs> what are you dude, you're literally about? the. You're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, we're, like, we're the neutral. Yeah, we are the neutral. Yeah, I actually stopped and think for a while. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not very neutral, but it's an exciting match. Like, United Leicester was end to end. You know, it was it's great for like if you just want to watch it and if you're not like sweating bullets. But like, I I look at this United team coming uh us playing United next weekend. And for the last few seasons, whenever Liverpool have gone to Old Trafford, we've we've really struggled because we we weren't able to break you guys down. You guys had a very rigid kind of um, setup and would exploit your pace up front to to do all sorts of damage to us. Um, but the way things are going, right? I was talking to Nate before uh, BK and Sash joined the Discord. I can see the match next week going one of two ways. The first one being that United shore things up and revert back to that, you know, more defensive or counter-attacking rigid style of play. Maybe they nick a goal. Maybe with Ronaldo, you always stand a chance to score. It's just whether you can get the, the, the ball to him. The second, however, is they play as openly as they did against the likes of West Ham, Everton, Leicester. You think of the Andros Townsend goal for Everton, right? You can see Liverpool doing something similar on the break. United corner, Van Dijk wins it, Mane and Salah just get on their bike. So if something isn't addressed in both, the, the Atalanta game is perfect actually for United because Liverpool and Atalanta play a very similar style. So I think we will kind of get a bit of a teaser in that Atalanta match. I don't know um, if you guys agree with me on that, but definitely needs to shore up the midfield because if we get the same man United that play against Leicester I could see it getting getting ugly if Salah and Mane show up on form and Firmino for that for that matter the thing is yeah. that with yeah sorry yeah, I think is that just, just a quick uh, two cents from me like we've seen patterns of this throughout all this tenure as United manager like, like you get the extremely choppy uh, set of matches and then you know the media and all the others are in full voice. The media is kind of, it's kind of scripting and writing out who are the potential managers that will take over Ole if he gets sacked from the job. Uh, I literally I can, just I can see you guys. I can see right now, man. Yeah, like United are gonna put up a very uncomfortable performance against Atalanta. Same thing, you know. Media will be like speculating, or oh, will Zidane be? United's new hire if uh, new hire if Ole loses against uh, 
Liverpool yeah, at home. Yeah, I can see Zidane doing Will it. Will Conte be the man? You know, Oli Alters uh, building momentum again, shuffling the pitch fox. And then the match against uh, Liverpool, United, dog, very dogged defending, managed to get a result in their favour. And then they go on a mad run against Spurs, City, Chelsea. You know, they, they get W's all over the place. They beat Villarreal comfortably. And everyone's back in the happy place. It's You're right. The, the narrative exactly changes so fast. Yeah. Isn't that the exact thing that happened? It's Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I, I feel like, <laughs> remember we you were talking about United and the, this crazy run that they're going to go up against. And I was telling you, I don't really worry because Ole has a good record against mm. some of the top teams in, in, in the league. Oh, and oh, we you always struggle. <laughs> we always struggle against the teams that we have just played. Like, it's it's like you said, like we can't say it enough. This is just deja vu. <laughs> I, it's a weird like how are we gonna get off this cycle? Oh, I get it. We need a new manager. I think so that's that's really true. And I, I think the board is really looking for one thing only. If Ole can get a, a trophy, that's what they're hoping, then that assures them that they can keep him in the job. But I think if this season is the same as the last few seasons and we get nothing it's 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 but I the only difference between the last two seasons and now is I'm not even sure if we're gonna wait that long to the end of the season. I mean, so, the Ronaldo signing yeah. kind of expedited everything. Mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. it changed the game because getting Varane and Sancho was one thing. You know, sh- like even without Ronaldo, you'd expect United to compete for the league. But when Ronaldo came in, right, the expectations just went through the roof. So mm-hmm, he really mm-hmm. doesn't have anywhere to hide right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, see, since we're at this, right, like, it seems like we all, well, I mean, how are we going to review what the f- results, well, what everyone's prediction is on the upcoming game? 1-1. One, one. You mean, <laughs> yep. Really? 1-1? Uh, R- Rashford's no, back. No. Rashford's back. He loves scoring against I mean, yeah, it, it, Liverpool. Greenwood's Liverpool in good form. Liverpool at Old Trafford, exactly. Liverpool at Old Trafford, um, it's always a tough time, apart from last season where... Dean Henderson contrived to like give us a couple of goals which really helped us out in that top four chase so shout out Dean Henderson but like He's I said He's not playing, <laughs> don't worry <laughs> <laughs> You never know man uh, but like I said I, I, I would normally I would go with Sash in, in pick the 1-1 because it's you know it's the logical choice but I just feel like based on what I've seen not just in like the last game there is a pattern going on in that United's games are always too open and I just think Liverpool would be more than capable of exploiting that and if that happens I'm going with like probably a 3-1 I can see that I can really see that happening I think that actually makes it worse because oh, oh um, if, if United don't manage to like park the bus and hit you on the counter um, and they are forced to come out to play that that's just gonna play into Liverpool's hands, you know. I think a lot, a lot of the psychology of that match depends on what happens in midweek. Yeah, I Not I just checked it out. United I realized Atlanta. United was home, so if United anyway, was you guys, traveling, you guys want to know? A, you guys want to know a fun stat? Please, always. Uh, when whenever McFred and De Gea line up in the field, right? United don't concede more than one goal. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's obviously gonna be McFred <laughs> on the weekend, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'll be shocked if McFred doesn't play. So one 0 That's quite. That's quite a <laughs> wow. I never. Mm. That's an interesting stat. 
Yeah, it, it must that, that, be exactly yeah. what what uh the the um assistant to Ole is telling him in his ear so that <laughs> you <laughs> keep Ma- doing Ma- it. That's just slay Mac Fred. This is like Mac the, the money heist meme. This is yeah, where if, Dean Henderson if, uh, comes in. <laughs> yeah, I, if I'm not wrong, when you guys beat United four two at Old Trafford, it was Henderson between the sticks with Mac Fred in front of him, right? Uh, I can't remember. The line? I can't remember the line. Uh, yeah. I'll look. I'll look into it later. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't remember the hair playing that match. Yeah, I do remember how bad Dean Henderson's position was against Salah. I was like, yeah. how yes. the hell are you giving him that much space? Yeah, he was standing not in the center <laughs> of the goal. That was yeah. He showed him where he wanted to. Yeah, Sash is correct on that. Sash is right on that. I just checked it up. But yeah, I mean, United are more than capable of, like Nate has said, the relish playing against the bigger teams, but. I just feel like the balance of the team isn't right um, and it's whether they can get service to Ronaldo. I, I'm looking forward to that battle between Ronaldo and Van Dijk, man. I, I, I don't think we've seen that yet because I don't think we've played Juventus. Nah, we haven't played Juventus. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully they can both stay fit. I'm just mm. trying to already visualize the three players that Salah's gonna weave around before he gets his. <laughs> is it Shaw Ch- and Maguire? True, he not makes Maguire <laughs> twice. <laughs> Maguire might show up. So yeah, but the thing is that Shaw usually gets the better of Salah, but this this current version of Salah is is a different piece. So Shaw's gonna have his. That's true. <laughs> that's really not, not, true. Not 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 to, it's, it's not a fat joke, but he's gonna have his plate. Played filled up with with Salah. Looking at at, <laughs> at just how <laughs> how pacey the Liverpool forwards are, right? If I'm just praying that Varane is fit so that we can do a, even though it's a, it's just a, gonna be a first partnership, right? I would go with Varane and Lindelof, because I feel like mm. Lindelof I could do the same thing to to Liverpool what Van Dijk could do to uh, us, which is that over v- the ball to a pacey striker. Yeah, but sorry to say, I think Varane's out for a few weeks. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. I also doubt. I think, I think. So maybe it's time to bring in by. You always <laughs> got a shot, man. Trent mm. is gonna go walk about. Rashford's mm. gonna find himself in acres of space. Yeah. That's we'll also something we'll to worry about. One goal is coming we'll from. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. And um, also, one since one, Sa- since Sash brought one. up fat jokes, I had to, <laughs> I had to bring up my guy Danny Rose, man. What the hell? Like I know he was playing <laughs> out of position in the Watford game, but he got torn to shreds, man. I feel yeah, I feel feel for I the guy. I feel like not yeah, even Salah. I think anybody will beat him. He's in in his kind of fitness. He's so big. You can see his tummy. He made Junior Furpo look good. <laughs> he looks That's like how bad. Have you all seen was. the photo of Samuel Nasri? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks favorite. like Samuel Nasri now. Close enough. Oh god. I, 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 I he's living so his best life. I felt so bad. I felt bad too, man. But uh. Part of the game, uh. mm. You gotta, you gotta enjoy <laughs> moments like that when, uh, when it's going well for your team. But um, yeah, we're done. So all the predictions are in. We got a one-one. We got a three-one. Oh, wait, Nate, you haven't given your prediction yet, or did you? Did I, I just haven't? Miss it? I haven't. I have to think. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna go with a uh, two-one Liverpool. Wow. I think I think Can we're gonna go get United, a goal, please. But I think in the current form that you're playing. Salah's probably gonna score and maybe Mane as well. But but how about the stat, man? Like like you That's guys true. don't concede more than two goals with, with the triangle of fortitude of McFred and De Gea. Then it's time team. to put that stat to the test. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, how about you, go, man? Go how about you just please. sit on the fence with me? 
Nah. We need to balance the <laughs> well, I, I, I actually <laughs> wonder, Liverpool like, win. just like, <laughs> just anyhow say, like, Liverpool 5 0, United to have a red card. This uh, is giving me Chelsea Man City prediction vibes. Yeah, exactly, right? That's can someone like, do it? Because we know what just? happens when we <laughs> jinx it. <laughs> we oh all go God. on the bandwagon and we then all like, go on oh, Liverpool side and then United turn yeah, up. We record this episode now, but like we'll be biting our words when like Ole wins and like pulls off a masterclass. It is very possible. It's very possible. But will we be surprised? No. It's we'll like, like I wouldn't it, be surprised because it's deja vu. Like, yeah. It's exactly will what be happens on hosting every duty again. I feel like this happened the very first time that y'all invited me on to talk because that was for Menu Liverpool as well. And then oh, wow. oh. It's, it's, I feel like it's gonna happen again. What do What, what we'll do you see, know? We'll I mean, like the ball is round, so the ball is round. <laughs> <laughs> full circle coming back. Full circle. That's we I'm might change our tunes <laughs> after midweek, lah. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah I, actually, actually, yeah. fine. I I think I'm going with Sasha on this, like uh, one one. Yeah, sit sit on the fence with me, bro. Get fair, get fair. them splinters one, one in your ass, correct? Yeah, <laughs> one 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 and like, yeah, one one and like super hor- horrible refereeing. <laughs> Wait, who oh, who's wow. refereeing? I love that. I love the added <laughs> the the added Dude, stipulation. If Hubble Webb came out of retirement just to referee this <laughs> game, I would go two one United. Oh man. 2-0 bro <laughs> 2-0 because Liverpool will have a red card somewhere yeah and he'll chalk mm. off like our goal for like offside or some shit we'll also include a beach volleyball in that he, thing he, <sighs> he, he'll rule out VAR man he <laughs> just overturns it right yeah. he'll switch off the TV mm. he'll be like nope <laughs> alright man good predictions Um, let's dive into Fraud Watch before we call it a day on episode 12 Um, you got your Fraud go Watch already no? I kind of do, but it's kind of half. You well, know I me with fraud watch, lah. Always like half commit to it. Yeah, I mean, since I started off the app, I'll probably just start off my uh, nomination. I'm gonna put Lukaku on front because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'm kind of hoping that the reverse thing yeah. works. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you can't score against Norwich, I can't back you up, man. You gotta give me something, dude. Like that Southampton miss was bad enough. That seventieth minute substitution. He had a really bad miss against bad Brentford enough. too, eh? But luckily it was rule offside. Yeah, just offside. Yeah, 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 I I couldn't I couldn't believe it when he just ballooned that shot. I think who, I someone's reaction was like, couldn't. Uh, someone was like losing his shit. I think it was Mount. Is it? it in like the mm-hmm. the edge or the corner of your TV? Like like Mount, I think was like Dude, Mount in shock. Epi- Mount epitomized each and every one of the Chelsea fans. But it was a good <laughs> thing that he was offside. If not, I wouldn't have forgiven him. For that. Right, like, right, 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 bro, right. you you gotta give me something, man. Like, I I'm dying. You're killing me right <laughs> here, man. <laughs> six goals. Sorry, six yeah. games. You want to go like six games? Six anything, man. I, I want to oh. take him off no my way. fantasy. <laughs> every every game, I feel like Lukaku's gonna bro, come good. Like, you can't take him out. You like, can't take him out against Norwich, Norwich dude. Yeah, and, dude. Um, like Norwich is the acid test. If I forgot who's the third against the You know who is in my fantasy? I had. Tony and I had Lukaku I was like There's no way One of them <laughs> has to score There's mm-hmm. no way mm-hmm. <sighs> But I, I'm not gonna Captain him though I think Yeah I, I don't yeah, trust him enough. yet Yeah fair enough Like he, he has done nothing To warrant your faith But it's also the like The service lah But we did talk about that earlier But he's also my Since Sash got the ball rolling And, and nominated Lukaku That was gonna be my pick as well Mostly because I'm still pissed that he cost me my multiplier. (laughs) (laughs) Was it for the third week in a row? Yeah, this is the third time in a row I've bet on Lukaku to score in a match. And he's... The first one was... um, 
You should just Juventus. bet on Salah, man. Yeah. The odds are too low for Salah lah. Salah lah. <laughs> they just bet on money uh, Money to, was decent, not yeah. to actually score. <laughs> but yeah, man. It was mostly for the offside miss and his reaction to that. So, yeah. If he doesn't score against Norwich or have a good game or like a goal contribution, then the inquest will well and truly begin. But uh, moving on to BK and Nate, who do you guys have for this week? I have I have two. So y'all can have pick one of them. One is uh, our good old Claudio Ranieri, <laughs> who's just hey. come back and got smashed five nil. I mean, I mean he days, doesn't have to buy pizza for the team, so that's a that's a win. Bro, are the odds for the, the, guy, odds for the, the new Watford manager out already? Soon, <laughs> soon. When it gets closer to January, honestly, the club is like, I don't get it, man. But right, <laughs> who 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 is the other one, Nate? The other one was our good and trusty faithful baby oil. I saw his mazy run and Dude. I thought finally <laughs> he's gonna get a goal. And then nope. <laughs> at the very he last moment he, he did best. what he always does best. Slip. Just at least yeah. he got it on target uh, this time. True. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. I, I love yeah. that yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that run was <laughs> insane and he That was straight out of the NFL. It was straight out of yeah. the NFL. Like just instead of holding he just the ball, blitzing. he's like dribbling it, which is so difficult to do. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he's an right, just, man. Yeah, just just to um, just a question for you guys. If that was Saint Max, right? Do you think he would have scored the goal? He would have scored the goal. Yes. He would, yeah, Saint Max. I think yes. he would have done better than Saint Max is deadly man. Saint Max is far from the best finisher as well, but yeah, I have mo- I I would have had more Dude, faith in Saint Max. Compared to Triori, Tra- right? He's like oh, leagues higher. He's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely. Yeah, Traore, man. I think yeah. right, I think right now Traore is like he's slowly becoming one of the pillars of fraud watch la. Like he's firmly in the gulags. Would you say he's slipping into the slot? Oh, Dude, he's, he's already right he's in. Right? He's like slot in between zone, the cracks la. Like fraud watch has a Adama like sized or uh, a Adama shaped <laughs> hole in the gulag. I'm actually going to pop Harry Kane on the front watch for my choice. <laughs> Just because we're against Kane. West Ham next week. Okay. Uh, Why do you score a hat trick now? Nah, I think he's gonna flop. Like he's gonna go MIA again. I mean, quick quick note on that. I mean, it's it's for anyone who's like join us for the first time. It's not unusual for BK to put in someone who's just had a good game in fraud watch. So it's completely it normal. Wasn't that great? Like it was against Newcastle, man. Yeah, it was against fair, Newcastle. Fair, like. very, very valid point. Like I would say, Vardy had a great game, but like, eh. mm. like we've seen Kane better. So like, I wouldn't say that was like great. I mean, sure, it's picking up morale, but I think it's quite a tough challenge for West Ham as well for next next game. I guess if it was like. Um, like a Burnley or something they play next then y- yeah maybe but like I think West Ham will be a good challenge for them a proper yeah. challenge right mm, yep. yeah. West Ham may proper actually SMS. win in the yeah room. exactly in, in looking at how mm. West Ham has been playing they just mm-hmm. took a point off uh, uh, well three points three points off Everton yeah exactly mm. so I'm like mm, actually they, they might they might they might feel the pinch and they still have the midweek match against whoever they are playing the Ar- Ar- conference league, league. yeah I mean, oh, are you talking about Spurs or West Ham? Oh, wait, oh, they both have. Yeah, yeah, they both have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spurs are probably like gonna go to like some, like I don't know, some random ass field in the middle of <laughs> nowhere to play football. But I I still feel that Spurs defending will be so slippery that like West Ham will just like slot goals in. Yeah, to be fair, Ro- Romero looked a lot game. better yesterday. 
Romero granted, Once um, again It was Newcastle But yeah Gotta give credit Where credit's due he, yeah. Did he play well? I don't know Like He did alright Yeah I thought j- Just saying like Apart from like uh, the, the Liverpool United game right? Actually I'm looking forward To like The Brighton Man City match Just to see how it rolls out Oh Yeah and Tarek Lamptey is back um, I know he's someone who Was very exciting When he When he Started the season with Brighton last year. He's been out for like I think six months or something with a. Uh, Basically, yeah. all the matches on Sundays look more interesting to watch. Like Brentford, Leicester, West Ham, Spurs, United, Pool. Are Brentford City. at home? Yeah, Brentford at home against Leicester. Oh, wow. Rip, rip Ooh. Leicester. Actually, honestly, right? Like right now, we're talking about the United and Liverpool game. But I honestly really would rather watch United against Brentford just to see how it rolls out. <laughs> like. Like I, I'm secretly hoping, right? Like screw Spurs next, but I hope that United was gonna play, uh, Brentford next just to see how it's gonna work out. I think that match is coming soon. To be fair. Hmm. And like the Liverpool United matches of uh, the past few seasons have been very uh, underwhelming. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Only until recently, lah. I think the Mourinho era United Liverpool games were always really bad. They were snooze fest, man. Yeah, awfulpackthebus.com. Um, but recently, they've been a bit more open. But we'll we'll see. Mm. All right, boys. Is that any any final um, notes before we conclude today's episode? Um, <laughs> you know, just like looking, uh, just just one super random thought because I like that Newcastle takeover, right? I was just thinking about it that they actually spent 28 mil on Joe Willock and he might not get a chance to play like soon. I don't know if they form a super team. I don't know, just a random thought that came into my head. <laughs> but I, I think like, soon, the soon will range up to three years. So I think Willock I guess he's English. Uh, so they have to like keep him around for the quota thing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Willock's the kind of guy who I can see just, you know, he he probably will make way eventually, but in that year or two that Newcastle need to build up, he could, you know, force himself into the team. You can't just yeah. change the entire starting eleven, lah. I think that's also not cohesive. And you the other thing is that you can guys, look like, at that team, and there are other players who need to go first. So yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, definitely. Like you definitely. still need your like Lascelles, you know. I mean, Shelby definitely has to go. Like he was man, so he's he was awful man. yesterday. My God. Captain Is he Captain? Is, like, he is right Shell uh, Yeah No really? Oh I thought yeah, Shelby yeah. was captain Used to be Yeah used to be But he's like Another Granite Shaka Oh right yeah. I mean Yeah okay I guess so <laughs> Hey man respect Respect Shaka dude Respect Respect Your, your linchpin in defense <laughs> Yeah man Masterclass tonight Against Crystal Palace no, he's out, man. He's still oh, he's good. out, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> then next <laughs> next time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I think yeah. that's that's the end of the app. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in once again. Um, this is probably coming out on Wednesday, so one half of the Champions League fixtures would have been played. Um, hopefully it doesn't affect too much of this pod, but yeah, more Champions League football, more Europa League, and. To a lesser extent, the Conference League and then big matches again next weekend. And until the next episode, take care, everyone. See you.